What? Did we just become best friends? Yeah! One is a t-shirt queen, and the other is an SEO and web developing ninja. And both of these squirrels are a little nuts. You're now listening to the More Gooder Ideas Podcast, a show for the small business hustlers worldwide, encouraging you to be your most authentic self. This is the place where your whole story matters. Come for the tips and stay for the fun. Now, your hosts, Angie Patterson and Jay Smith. Well, it still likes us. Okay, it's recording now. Yay, we're here. We had no te- technical difficulties today. Yes. So, uh, as is often happens because I'm the computer guy, people seem to think that because computers can create just about anything out of magic, that because I am the most computer capable among them, if they want something or something isn't working, somehow I can make it happen regardless of what it is. You just proved that theory correct to me. That's that's the... <laughs> That's the poison of it is I always do figure out a way. So it further reinforces this idea that you literally can do any, and then people take it further and they have these ideas (laughs) in their head of this brilliant app they want to build or this, why can't we just have vacuums that also feed the cat or whatever? And they're like, Hey, make this. And like, Hey, is anybody asking for that? That's a great idea. It's like, Uber for plumbers. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so yes, ideas are very uh, easy to come by. Um, Sometimes you should keep them to yourself. Not, I mean, it's great to have ideas, have ideas. But because you think something's a great idea does not mean there's a market for it. And there's a whole lot of hard work that goes into actually building a viable product that people want to buy. Way to turn this technical difficulty into a learning lesson. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Because <laughs> I really thought you were going to break one of the cameras before we got to get it was. Link. We were close. We were close. And because they're mounted on this five-foot-tall tripod, it's um, they're very breakable. Very swingable. <laughs> they're, they're heavier on the end, like kind of some kind of scepter. So it would be very easy to slam it into the pole over there and shatter it into a million pieces. But that wouldn't serve anybody. Anyways. Anywho, welcome back. <laughs> To more gooder ideas podcast. Uh, where how are you doing today? I'm doing great now in the thick of things. Okay, me too. I'm fine. Cool. Tired. Okay. Weather's gloomy here today. A little overcast. Yeah, a little rainy. So you know, cool. lost my license plate. Talked about that already. <laughs> so it wasn't your license plate though. It yeah, was, but not the sticker. plate. But all the information is on a sticker. Okay. So the license plate is blank. Oh, really? Oh, so the license plate itself in Indiana is a decal. The yeah, whole thing. Yeah. I think it has some kind of like um, like the driver's license. I think there's something about like how it reflects or something like that. Okay. To where you Like the hologram kind so of thing. So you couldn't, yeah, like make a fake one and put it on the back of your okay. car, I think. Okay. So the plate is there, but all of the information <laughs> off of the plate is gone. <laughs> Cool. You escaped the matrix. Yeah, you made it out. You're, I guess. Yeah, you're like you're, you're off the you're off the grid until I get pulled over. Yeah, you just <laughs> need to put a sign in your back window like license plate blew off. I'm on my way to the DMV. Yeah, <laughs> please Seriously. don't pull me over. I mean, honestly, if a police officer sees that, they're gonna like, do I really want to mess with this person? You know, I don't know. Just saying. Right. Of course, you also pull the 
Oh my gosh, when did that happen? <gasps> what? <laughs> my license like plate is gone. Right, now you only get that once. You get that one time because it goes in their magic computer, and the next time they pull you over, it's like, yeah, uh, you did that last month. The, the DMV where I live is actually like not that bad. All the times I've been there. I've never had an issue with the DMV, really. Yeah. I mean, so. other than the people on the same side of the counter as me. Right. Ever, all of the humanity in the DMV that's there for the same purpose as me. I could do without. Questionable. Mm. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. So um, what are we doing? You said you had something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the other morning and, and most men who are married or have been married, like myself a few times, will <laughs> they will jive with this. So uh, Susan, my wife, um, I think it was Saturday. It was a weekend day because we were up running around. And she said, I woke up mad at you. I was like, ah. Oh, no. What did I do in your dream? Because <laughs> I didn't do anything the night before. So I, I, it had to have been something that occurred between us going to bed and us waking up. And I know because I sleep like I'm dead, I couldn't have actually done something. <laughs> I hope not. Like, you cannot wake me up. <laughs> I'm, I am functionally deceased. Must be nice. It is somewhat. And except when I wake up and find out I'm in trouble for God knows what. Yikes. And I'm not a dreamer. I mean, oh. I know, I know functionally everyone dreams, but I, mine, I never remember them. They're very fleeting. If I do remember it, they're not like horror dreams. They're not romantic dreams. They're just stupid. Like I'm looking for this person and I can never find them for oh. like 45 minutes of a dream. I hate that. Right. That's, that's how bad my <laughs> dreams are. And I never remember them anyway. So anyway, so I said, okay, lay it on me. I said, this ought to be great. What did I do? Uh, so she said, I don't know. We were at some sort of nighttime going out event, some kind of group thing, and we were waiting for our people to show up or whatever. And she said, I'm not even sure if it was really our family, our friends. Whoever it was was kind of more like a construct. She didn't know who it was. They weren't part of the story. Dream people. Right. But she knew it was somebody we were supposed to be meeting up with or whatever. So she, I guess, had left me. I was, you know, as I do, just talking shit with <laughs> random people, getting to know you kind of thing. Probably, Oh, she said I had had a few drinks, so of course I was much more sociable <laughs> as I want to do. So she leaves, and she comes back. Again, no idea what this event is. But, you know, we go to a lot of stuff. And she, she said she had met whoever it was, Cassidy, you, somebody. And she's coming back, and she sees me sitting there with a square dancer. Like... <laughs> Full get up, okay. like hee haw, tablecloth dress, the frillies, oh, no. all the stuff, and I am sitting there rubbing her calf. <gasps> but she, but she said it wasn't like a, a romantic type thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like I was, I was, like trying to help her because she was having a cramp in her in her calf, and I'm like, <laughs> that's funny because me having a few drinks, I'm naturally flirty like that, and that's the kind of shit I would do because my superpower is not having any awareness of <laughs> of doing things that should make anybody angry. That make, that make people grossed out. No, pissed off. And she's oh. like, I, she said, I will stab you if you are. And I said, if I'm ever massaging a square dancer <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a nighttime event. I want to know if you've ever been in any place in your life where there was square dancers. Yes. Okay. Well, kind of. I mean, in like fourth grade, we did square dancing in PE. Okay. And then maybe younger or older than somewhere around that age, my great grandmother was part of this 
social club out in Northern California called The Grange. And I believe they did square dancing. Whoa. And, and so I saw it, you know, because we went, it's kind of like when you go to Shelbyville and you see the people that ride the this horse, you know, the, the prancy thing with the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the horses that couldn't make it to the big leagues. You know, I know so they exactly do the, what you're <laughs> right. The carriage thingy, whatever. Oh, um, but yeah, but I, I said, and so that got me thinking. And I said, you know, what's really funny is now that you've said that there's a hundred percent chance we are going to see for the first time in 50 years, an actual damn square dancer somewhere. No, oh, no, it's a premonition. <laughs> no, it's, it's the yellow car phenomenon. Oh. What the what the coaching gurus like to call the reticular activation system. Stop saying that shit. Stop it. <laughs> You're not a neurobiologist. Stop saying those terms to make yourself sound super awesome and cool and smart. Okay, stop uh. it. It's the yellow car phenomenon. That makes sense. Or we'll call it the square dancer phenomenon now. There you go. Heard, because that <laughs> now you're going to see a damn square dancer. Oh my dancer. gosh, yeah. We're going to there being square dancers everywhere. We're going to a square dancing event after this, I think. We might be. <laughs> I, it's it's a thing. Watch, we will see it. It'll pop up in the Leo. There hasn't been a square dancing thing in Louisville in decades and now all of a sudden Somebody invites us boom. on Facebook. Right. You can call it manifestation, <laughs> whatever, but sure enough, I told her I was like there is almost a 100% chance like we're going to be at something. And I said, and what are the odds it's a nighttime event and we're together and I'm having a drink? And now all of a sudden there's a square dancer. And now <laughs> add to that my need to make funny ha-has out of everything. <laughs> so now I'm like, I almost feel like I need to go give this lady a cat massage <laughs> in order to just full circle. I knew that's what you were going to say. It's insanity. Because that's me. It's well, you like, have to hold yourself back. Oh. Right? Uh, we'll have to leave. Cat. We have to leave. We've got to go. Like I'll see the square dancer down in the in the hallway. I'm like, oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. I'm here. sorry, Susan. I'm sorry. This is your life. <laughs> it is. I'm 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 a toddler with a big vocabulary. Like, oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah. No wonder she was mad at you. I would be very upset. The second part why she's mad at you is because she knows that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's because she she witnessed it. In her brain, she saw it happening, and she just said, just so you know, should that occur, I'm stabbing both of you. And I... In the event that that happens... Justified. I'm warning you. Justified. Oh, man, that's really funny. That's really funny. Those of us that do dream know that sometimes it it does, it feels, even though you know it was fake, it feels real when sure. you wake up. Yeah. Or I have these a lot where... I don't realize it's a dream. Like, it'll come into my head like, oh, I was, we just talked about this the other day, but I didn't really oh, talk it about it. it was a part of your memory dream. bank. That weirds me out. Dreams are weird. I think, listen up, men of America, because I think we're the ones who are beset upon with this whole, you never listen to me, you don't remember what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what you're saying happens in your dreams and we never heard it. Yeah. <laughs> not what i was saying at all thank you thank you you have, clarify. you have bared light to this don't this edit plague. the part out where i said that's not what i meant editing why would i edit that out <laughs> i want people to know they all know they knew they saw it <sighs> whatever jay don't make me man bash you i go for it <laughs> what is it wednesday i think you're magical jay i told you already <laughs> today you got these cameras to work we're brings up go. another good, stupid thing that sticks in my head my entire life. Because I was a big comic book fan as a kid. Okay. Big time. X-Men, Spider-Man, all that stuff. I was really into it. And it was before comic books were cool. Like, like you were a dork if you like comic books. That was, 
Sorry. Nerd. If you like, yep. Uh, and if you're my age and you say different, liar. Hundred uh, percent. If you were, if you hung out at the comic book shop in the eighties and nineties, you were a dork. Haven't Sorry. you seen Lost Boys? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Corey and Corey. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I've always thought like, okay, we, you know, yes, all these backstories, like you know, you got bit by a radioactive spider, you got hit by lightning, you know, whatever. Everybody always ends up with really cool, really useful, functional powers. Why? Why does that happen in real life? No. Why are all of these powers good and cool and awesome and powerful? Why Why wouldn't I just get the power of looking at a can of beans and it opens and that's it? That's, that's the end of my powers. That would be a pretty cool power. Would it? <laughs> would the Justice League be calling me? Like, hey, we got a special we one. We need the can opener. Right. Like, my superpower is, like, just being able to create Pokemon names at a whim. That's a great idea for a comic book is like all the it's reject people, like all the people that also got bit by the spider but didn't, you know. Right. They only got Like you can smell farts throughout the building. Sticky palms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My palms are sticky all the time yeah. now and it has no use to me at all. Right. So so it it leads to a larger kind of larger discussion. And and comic books have done a good job of creating these outer realms more like a heaven with people who are intentionally applying things in multiverse and all that okay but before yeah but you know honestly like if everybody has all these great powers and nobody has dumb shit powers some there must be some intentionality behind it hmm. because if i'm able at a whim to bend any kind of metal on earth that's pretty awesome and pretty powerful if i'm able on a whim to only affect styrofoam not I mean, being outlawed you now. Can, so. <laughs> you can kind of figure stuff to do with that. Maybe like you could be a really good insulation company or something, or you could clean up all of the litter. But after, <laughs> after that, it's like lame. Nobody cares about that. Right? Or, or back in the eighties, you would have been like McDonald's number one go-to person because you could have worked all their clamshells for them. But <laughs> all the good old days. Yeah. So that's another <laughs> stupid thing that occupies the, <laughs> The gray matter in my head is like, why Why are superpowers all that awesome? I mean, that's way better than the things that go through my head. <laughs> I'm impressed that yours are that interesting. A, I imagine a calliope. You know. <laughs> it's just like little wiener dogs doing tricks in my head. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. But it's the Barney Hill theme song instead. Who? Barney Hill. Benny Hill? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man. That's my point exactly. I just that, that was a turning point in our relationship. Oh, right there. Okay. I'm tired, Jay. What, what else we got going on? You said you had some more, um, some more kind of stuff from the vendor events. Yeah, since the last time we recorded. Because we're not going to be able to draw out this bullshit we've been doing for 15 minutes much longer. <laughs> I mean, if we want to talk about dreams some more, but isn't that like mm. a a trope that nobody wants to hear about other people's dreams? Uh, I doubt that. I mean, <clears throat> there's entire sections at Barnes and Noble full of horseshit books on how to <laughs> interpret your dreams. <laughs> Made up nonsense. I'm sorry. Oh, I love. I would love to go to one of those people that like, you know, you write all your dreams down and then they analyze it for you and tell you what it all means. And they're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what What are you eating? She's having a lot of dreams about wiener dogs to <laughs> trick." <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Oh, Jay, you're making me laugh so hard. That's the point. 
Um, I've done two vendor events since the last time we recorded. Okay. I do have a tip. I think I talked about this a little bit in the last mm-hmm. couple episodes, but I went out on a limb and I did an event that was new. Okay. The people had put on other events similar, so I felt confident, um, but we had a really good time and there was a really good show out. Um, and I, from what I can gather, did on the higher end of some of the vendors as far as sales and stuff go. But it wasn't your usual, I'm getting. No, it was on, on a Sunday. Um, so I think that's a little bit. Of well, like you a... started this like almost like you were foreshadowing a bad thing because you didn't vet. No. Well, oh. I think that um, uh, because I did my research, I made the right decision to do it. Oh, okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't have maybe done an event that this was like the first one. Oh, okay. Because do they really know what they're doing? Sure. Or there, is there going to be a good show out? Um but the people had done other similar events, so that gave me a little bit of confidence that they knew what they were doing. Um, and it was on a Sunday, so it was a little bit slower pace than sure. maybe a Saturday because people have already had the rest of the weekend to rip and tear or do whatever they do. Um, but we did really good, and cool. it was um, it was fun. We tried some different booth configurations. Okay. Based on our experimentation. Yes. And, like an H, like an X, um, a Q. I tried turning. I tried making a U, mm-hmm. but instead of the U, like if this is the front of the booth, instead of the U going like this, mm-hmm. we did it like this. It didn't work, but we tried. Okay. <laughs> I did. Like a side, like a C? Or... Yeah, like a okay. C. Okay. Um, and. Uh, yeah, just based on our conversations from the last couple podcasts, I tried to, you know, think about some of the things we talked about. It's easier said than done, right? To get up here and be like, this is what you should be doing all the time. And this is what's successful. So Mm -hmm. I tried to keep the things we talked about in mind and play around with some things. Okay. Um, and the week before that was our friend anniversary. Yes. And our, where where we met. uh, the uh, Schnitzelberg. Schnitzelberg, yeah. Schnitzelberg. Yeah, we were, uh, we were commenting during that that, uh, you know, there was a large festival in Bardstown. That's mm-hmm. What I didn't realize was Bourbon and Beyond was also that weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big draw. Like, yeah, that's a big time draw off of people who would come to that. And I did notice by the afternoon when we left, uh, there were a whole lot more actual neighborhood people walking in from their actual houses as opposed to people who had parked and were coming in. But yeah. the parking was still, because I had parked like three blocks away when we got there, uh, it was still packed. Nice. So, yeah, it was still, it was a, I think it was a very well attended event. I think next year will be even, probably even bigger. I think so too. Although I don't know, I don't know if the Bourbon and Beyond overall was a negative impact to like to the overall show yeah i don't know i i i haven't really thought about it until just now so i don't know if my mind will change as i think about it more but it schnitzelberg walk is a free event like they have Mm -hmm. stuff for sale obviously but versus having to like buy a ticket so people are planning on going to an event like Mm -hmm. bourbon and beyond which is a music festival in louisville if you're not familiar you got to buy your ticket I'm not going to say they're outrageous, but it's, you know, yeah, it's... a price to, <laughs> to go see several for a festival. Um, and a lot of people, you know, fly by the seat of their pants, too, on the weekends. They are going to wake up that morning and figure out what they're going to go do. We do, do. that a lot. 
Right. Yeah. So I think that plays to the benefit of those little festivals and vendor events. Even when there's other things going on in the city, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to draw a crowd. Okay. Cool. That's an interesting point, Jay. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, we were popping. Like, yeah. it was a blur to me. We were so busy all day. I think, I think we unintentionally and for the better tainted results. <laughs> we as in you and Susan and Cassidy? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> you pumped me up? Also because we're – so it was very fortunate because the guy <laughs> from Nashville with that booth and you – there was actually almost a booth space between you on the sidewalk in the shade. So yes. there was room between you, unlike most of the other booths all the way down. And so we were posted up right there, drinking beer. And then we became like the guys from the Muppets up in the balcony. <laughs> when people would walk in like, Hey, you should go get that shirt. <laughs> you know, we were. At one point I was talking to a customer and I turned around and Cassidy was inside my booth selling things mm -hmm. to another customer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you so much. Yeah, she got the uh, the one young lady who I think bought um, one of your sweatshirts, hoodies. It was towards the end there. She had the bright red tattoo. I can't remember what it was. It was a label of something on her forearm. And her and her beau were kind of just walking through. And at first, they just kind of, oh, yeah. And then they were walking their way in. And Cassidy kind of like, because <laughs> I think she saw something on the on the rack and she was pointing it out. And I, I, I said something or Cassie said something. So we basically goaded her into going and looking more. <laughs> you bullied her. I did. Into coming into my booth. Kind of, yeah. Because I, I think she's, oh, she said something about the Make It, make it Great Again, the, the Britney uh, t-shirt. And I, and I said, you should check out the rest of that stuff. It's awesome. So, you know, her boyfriend stopped and she went back and looked a little more. And then Cassidy worked her way around the back of that table <laughs> And she was like on them because you were on the other corner with those other guests. So, That's amazing. so I was like, I was like trying to get your attention just so I could like non-verbally like I, I did that. Like we did that. <laughs> I had a customer. You witnessed it. A customer who left my booth, walked all the way to the end and then came back to my booth to buy something, mm -hmm. which we talked about how rare that is to happen that somebody will see something they like, and then come back and not buy it instantly. So I was really proud of that. I think that particular festival is well-suited for that, though, because it's one way in and one way out. Yeah. So it's a straight line as opposed to, like, what we were talking about at the Big Four where it's just all – You don't even know where it is that you saw right. what you and wanted. You, yeah, there's a hundred ways in and out. So yeah. um, I think that kind of lends itself to – because even Susan was doing that. And Cassidy, they're like, all right, well, I'll catch this on the way back. I want to see everything, even though they were buying everything at every stop on the way down. <laughs> and then That's on, why I love them. On the way back. Oh, yeah. And, but but for whatever reason, Cassidy wouldn't take a baggie from anybody at the first several. So she's holding all this shit. <laughs> and I'm finally like, would you just buy something so you can get a damn bag? Like she, sticker, you know, because stickers like your thumb will slip on it. And it's just it's just this pile of stuff. And it's like, get a, get a bag. It's okay. Cassidy is now our third invisible co-host. Mm -hmm. If anybody hasn't picked up yet. Yeah, we have to get her on here. You can't see her, but she's here. Um, another way that you guys helped me is um, by bringing some fun to it. Because we had, me and my husband both, had such a fun day that mm -hmm. day. 
partly because we got to see our friends mm-hmm. and spend time with our friends. And we were drinking. We were drinking and eating. Mm-hmm. Um, several of my vendor friends were there, yeah. too. I met, I met some people I did not know who were listeners of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and so that was fun because we could visit as we had a chance of, and talk about how we were doing. And um, you brought me a cookie. So, yes. You called it something else, though. It wasn't like a... It reminded me of a brookie, but it didn't have brownie. Oh, that was from Bay's. Yeah. That was the cookie cake that they make with mm. the with the uh, doodle bob on it. Mm. <laughs> I think, for me personally, and probably lots of other people, when you are having fun, it makes doing your job easier. Oh, yeah. So whether it be in a traditional workplace or, you know, if you are an entrepreneur, I think it it makes you work better. And if you're having fun, your customers or your guests are going to have sure. more fun, too. And so I think that was a real benefit to me, uh, not only personally because I had a great time, but also in sales wise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes perfect sense. It's like, duh. Yeah. yeah, and we were having a good time, so like I think that helps draw people in because uh, you know they don't know who you are to me. Right. As far as you know, we're strangers, and we're having a great time. So, oh, puppy. So maybe they want to come in and be part of the good time. Yeah, I had my husband get there. I think he might have been the first person there. Yeah, he said he was. And I said, upgrade us to a corner spot. I said, we're not having no bottlenecks in this bitch today. <laughs> hey, I want to be able to pack as many people as we possibly can into this booth. Mm-hmm. And then, so we were on the end. So we had one side basically with no barriers on the other side. So we were able to get more people into shop at one time, which also makes a huge sure. difference. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, have fun when you're out doing stuff. It'll help. <laughs> so I think sometimes I'll like I'll come up with an idea or I'll think this particular item is selling really well. But after six, seven, eight hours of selling and then packing everything back up, hauling it all back home, I think some of that leaves your mind oh, or sure. you don't really remember. Yeah. So I've been really trying to take notes um at these shows. What's selling? What are people talking about? Things that I need. Like I need a new tablecloth. I've known for three weeks I needed a new tablecloth, but I never wrote it down. Therefore, mm. no new tablecloth. <laughs> I don't think about it until I'm unpacking it the next week. So another another tip for anybody doing events like that. Take notes. You think you're going to remember at 11 a.m. that morning when you start, but you're not going to. Sure. All right. Well, we can probably wrap this one up. I'm Angie. And I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to More Gooder Ideas. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of the More Gooder Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at More Gooder Ideas and search us up on Facebook, the More Gooder Ideas Podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode.